Hey man, you can tell I'm a moron, right? No. Because I'm like, do you have the Zoom link and you're already in the room waiting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not how I can tell though. That's not how you can tell? How, how can you tell? <laughs> Come on. Those look like nice headphones. Are those aftermarket ear pads? They're, no, they're just... I don't know. I got them a while ago for playing like the PS4, and now I just yeah. use them for this. It's all good. Cool. How was cool. your day? It was all right. You know, frustrating as usual. Preparing for the most frustrating week of the year. Probably something like that. Is it kind of <laughs> ridiculous um, after being through how many of these have you been through? Just like five now. You wrote like a fucking saber rattling charade and all this every year, and <laughs> how it's basically meaningless, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, little things happen, which is good, but 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 do you think like is it worth the time for all of them to get together and think about this stuff compared to what it makes us do for the next year? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I mean, look at it this way. So the what the company's doing is. They're spending money for all of the executives and some of the non-executives as well to spend three days, two and a half days, basically, right? Reading things that they, <laughs> reading things we already know or have already heard. Right. Um, listening to our leader talk about, leader being like the CEO, right? Talk about what strategy means. Like, we don't know what strategy means going into a strategy meeting. That's kind of a, a problem, right? <laughs> right? In right. and of itself. And he like, does the so same thing every year. Every year. So, so we're going to have the same thing happen again, where the, the first probably two or three hours is going to be just talking about what is strategy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's our purpose here? What level are we supposed to be thinking at? Like, don't think tactically, think strat strategically, right? Like, so, you know, half a day is going to be wasted because, you know, we'll have, uh, we'll have our evangelist come in, right? And talk about, oh, all the fluffy stuff, which is great. Like, I like hearing it and everything, but we've heard it all a million times already. So. Right. Anyway. Well, after a while, you know, it just doesn't work anymore is the it problem. Yeah, it's like kind of the same spiel, you know? Yeah. We've been talking a little bit about uh, coaching versus directing, right? There were um, conversations in general, or when to let emotions in, when not to, uh, and how to be vulnerable with people. Um, and I think you, you actually are, are pretty good at this, right? Like, you have this way of maintaining your belief structure, even in the face of, a corporate structure, an entity that doesn't really share that belief. Um, and I, I actually admire that. So it's, it's something I find interesting. I don't know how you do it, but you do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I can't, I, I just can't really operate any other way. You know, like anytime I've been in an organization that I've always been a little bit sort of maverick questioning the, the system, you know, which today is now agile development, right? Like, it's okay. I, I, I just hate doing things like for the sake of doing them or because that's always how they've been done or, yeah. you know, like without, um, you know, kind of clear purpose attached. Uh, 
I think that's what happens a lot with Agile in general. Like even our teams, you know, I think really only one of them is Agile, you know, and the others are kind of still going through the motions, you know, and it takes a lot of time to, I think, like get that actually empowered sense, right? Of, hey, we're in control of how we do things here and we want to do it better. So uh, let's change how we do things, you know, and oftentimes like, initiating that change i think is when you actually become agile right like so you talk right. about something at retro and you say hey this has been bothering me here's a solution and then the team like having the guts to be like all right let's start doing it right now <laughs> you know instead right. of writing it as an action item of oh we need to think of how to do this it's like no just start doing it you know just start right yeah so i mean i think uh what you said is kind of related like direction versus coaching and sort mm -hmm. of living by uh, the beliefs and the values. Like I try and be the director that I always would have wanted and have always enjoyed, you know, uh, you know, you, and I think one other guy uh, that I used to work with um, were both like really empowering leaders like that. The other guy actually was like, I think it was just because he was a little checked out. <laughs> like he, he just didn't want to deal with managing people. So, so, like, so he's like me now. Yeah, he would. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he would like, um, he would just like kind of give you what to do and then be like, all right, figure it out. You know, like I trust you, you know? And it was scary, right? Like, um, I had been working at a place for like seven years before I started working for that guy. And I remember thinking like the interview was weird. Like I had been referred, um, but the interview was like with three people. It was like maybe an hour long. It like wasn't really an interview, hardly, you know what I mean? Like kind of like a get to know you session. So they really, it seemed like they were just taking this other guy's word who referred me. <laughs> And then like later that day, they offered me the job and I was like, geez, like, I'm kind of scared. Like, I don't really know. I, didn't, I actually didn't really like the guy that referred me and I knew Got nothing it. about them or this company, you know? So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go for it, you know? And then they just started giving me work to do and be like, figure it out. You know, like there was very little sort of direction or um, guidance, you know, I, I, he would give me guidance if I asked for it, you know, but. But that sort of just having that trust, you know, uh, sort of like gave me the self-confidence to have that trust in myself and like just start doing things. And, and, and sort of the good enough for now mantra, of, you know, you have the ability to do this stuff and like yep. it doesn't have to be perfect. Like just go ahead and get stuff done, you know, and then. You know, continuing that on with you, you know, I think the same thing when I took this job, you know, like I was, I was referred in by Bill. So that was like kind of a non-interview, uh, you know, into a, a, a developer role, which I'd been doing for 15 years at the time, you know what I mean? Right. So it was like really, uh, that one, you know, was like a little less scary, I guess. Um, but same thing, like, you guys hired me to build the dashboard. You had some idea of what you wanted. Like, hey, here's the old dashboard. <laughs> um, we wanted to do this only like built with this sort of architecture so that it's um, extensible. Like it's a real right. application. And go ahead, go do it, you know? And like, 
Bill and I and you just all kind of like imagine it and like got it up and running. Probably took longer than you wanted. <laughs> uh, but got it out the door and just like kind of those experiences of, you know, build the self-confidence in you that you can do it and that you can make decisions and that often you're the best person to make the decisions because you're there and you're working. Right. You're the one doing the work, right? You own it and you care about it and you love it. So, you know, those are the sort of leadership experiences that I had coming up that I found the, to be very enjoyable. You know, I, I really like, um, being in control of, my day to day, at least, you know, if not like my benchmarks and my milestones, you know, and Mm -hmm. the attitude of, you know, the work's done when it's done, uh, you know, in sort of loosey goosey on the planning, you know, which I guess, you know, can be bad, I guess, you know, it can, but it works and people are motivated. Like you don't need a deadline. That's the, that's the thing right there though, right. Is if people are motivated, right. So like you, you are a, uh, you're a motivated person, right? Like you care about the work you do. Not everybody does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it does take a certain kind of person to just kind of be able to trust that person to do whatever it is that has to be done at the time. They'll figure it out. They're smart. They believe in themselves. They trust themselves. Um, they're given the space to do it and they go, they do it. Right. Um, right. Some people, though, aren't like that. They, they say, tell me how, <laughs> you know. So it really does depend on the people. But um, I guess Annie just got home. Uh, well, there's a thunderstorm, too. So I'm not oh, sure all if right. there's Annie or, or the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the dogs just ran right out of your room all at the same time. It was pretty funny. I was waiting for the barking like there was a delivery guy or something. Action. But, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, and, um, and that's really yeah. what we're finding now with the, uh, the sort of younger devs uh, here. Mm-hmm. You know, we've kind of built this environment that works for those people, right? That yeah. uh, want to work, that care about their work, that care about their profession, um, and don't want to be told what to do, you know? They want to figure it out. They want to use their brain to be creative and figure out how to do this stuff. And the environment we have is really good for those people. Um, a couple of years ago, we decided to hire uh, uh, younger devs to sort of bring them up in, in the environment. And we find it's hard to get them to take advantage of that space and that structure. They're, uh, I, would, I, I think I characterize it as fearful. You know, it's, they don't want to mess up. So they are effectively sort of paralyzed, you know, um, without a lot of sort of coaching to say, Hey, just go ahead and do it. You know, if, if, if it's wrong, we'll fix it, you know, we'll fail forward or whatever, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're here to support you. But the, the joy of this work is figuring out how to do stuff. That's why pretty much everybody gets into it. You know, uh, do a lot of engineering interviews and all of them are like, yeah, you know, I just always love tinkering. You know, I used to take apart calculators when I was a kid, like just want to figure out stuff and know how it works. Right. And like if you're allowed the space to do that uh, and you have the desire to do that, uh, usually good things happen. Yeah, totally. That's funny. So you mentioned fear. And also, I think I'm going to start calling you Maverick from now on. Right. I don't know, because you said you're a Maverick. <laughs> no, you can call me Palin. <laughs> okay. 
I'll do that. You're hilarious. But fear, right? Like, I mean, that is a big thing. It's a, and, and actually that, that kind of jives with something else is, so in this organization, and I, I didn't do a really good job of explaining, you know, our relationship here. So, you know, I'll probably do that uh, on the front end. But anyway, um, you know, in this organization, we have kind of uh, this butting of heads, right? There's opposite viewpoints. We have bottom up in our organization, but then we have the top down <laughs> everywhere else, right? And then where those two worlds meet, there's a whole bunch of tension. It's you. <laughs> it, it's me. It happens to be me. And, and, and there is a bunch of tension there. But, you know, uh, and I'm trying to figure out what, what drives the fear in these younger developers that we have, right? Like, because I think we try to not have a fearful environment here, right? Like, we, we encourage people to take chances, to uh, take risks. At least we do. Now, I don't know that how that works with... So, so we're both leaders of leaders, right? <laughs> right. Managers of managers, I yeah. guess. So, you know, like, I, I don't know how they're doing it, but, you know, it, it's interesting to look at and, and, and try to figure out how, how can we fix the fear? Yeah. I, I think those two things, uh, the, the top down versus bottom up and the fear are both sort of bigger than, uh, just our organization. Like I think about it a lot, like, you know, the, the, the current generation of executives, like where were we at, like when agile and uh, sort of empowered teams as an idea uh, and, you know, kind of the inverting the pyramid or whatever, um, like all became ideas, like when they were already sort of established in their careers and having success with the old way, you know, right. that's what I would call it the old way, you know, um, and that's a nice way to put it but yes. yeah like i think it just takes another 20 years right until yeah. people that came up seeing success in empower teams and agile teams um really sort of take holds and believes in it i mean look how much money is spent like trying to convince an organization to become an organization and the problem isn't the, the people coming up. The problem is the people at the top who yeah. teacups are full, you know. Right. Um, they had success with command and control their whole career. So, like, why stop now, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, coming from the other side of that, I see the results of that. You know, like, often the friction comes with we need you to hit a date. Um, you know, coming <laughs> from the contracting world, we hit date. you know, we hit dates. Like, that was our job to hit the dates but what you were building was kind of you know a house of cards or i always call it like a, a movie set you know like <laughs> you, 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 right. you built the system but like behind it it was just like two by fours holding it up yeah know? just propped up the facade yeah. right the right. old west <laughs> right so if you're building software that you care about and want to be around long term like you need to do like the proper engineering behind it and that is much trickier and more nebulous and i think it's much harder to hit a date because of the complicated sort of creative nature of the work and totally. i'd rather sort of take the time and just have things done as opposed to when you said they totally so yeah i mean those are the sort of like cultural problems at the top like in, in thinking about fear i think that's also sort of a product of 
uh, American at least, if not Western in general, uh, school systems. You know, it's the same reason that we don't have more entrepreneurs, right? Like, if you're an entrepreneur, like, uh, you got to be gutsy and ready to take risks because what is it like 72, 75% of the time, new businesses yeah. fail. That's right. You know, so if you're an entrepreneur, like you're going to have many more failures than you do successes, right? And you're just hoping yeah. to kind of learn from all these things. But, you know, our, our, our schooling, at least K through 12, I think it continues into a uh, bachelor's degree at least, is like predicated on not failing anything. Like right. it's, you, you plug along, you do it, you're, you, you do uh, what you can to prove that you've learned you know, right. according to what the teacher says, prove you've learned it. Right. Uh, so you get the grade and you move on. You know, there's no room for failure. Like, you feel a grade, you're held back. Like, your whole world is messed up as a kid, right? That's so, true. So people are just afraid to fail for 16 years before they even get into this career. You know, 16 years right. only. Right. You know, no, it's true. It's and, then true. You, and then you start your career and all of a sudden you're told, Hey, just go try stuff and it's okay yeah. if you fail, you know? It's, it's okay if you fail, right? There, there, <laughs> there is no right or wrong, right? That, that's right. what you're telling them after the 16 years of saying there is a right or a wrong. <laughs> right. Right. When in reality, the world is really just all shades of gray. It, exactly. You know? And there's so. no good choices usually. Uh, right. And, and, but also no like really terrible choices. Like you kind of do. Yeah the best you can with the information you have at the time and then change, you know? Right. Sometimes that's good enough possible. for now, man. <laughs> good enough for now. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. Yeah. So then, so you're saying like their fear is probably stemmed from just it being ingrained by society. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Or I feel institutions like, you know, or... our whole life, it's just like, you need to be succeeding all the time uh, or you're failing, you know, and right. you definitely feel that, right? Like, yeah. Uh, you know, you can do, I, I know for me now in my current position, like I can, everything can be fine, but then we have like one major screw up or something like that. And like, it eats me for years, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's not like, Oh, I, I ran a successful software department for a year and then we had a screw up. It's oh, we had that, you know, we had that screw up, like the whole four thing. years ago. <laughs> Dude, come on. <laughs> So, okay, so there's something I, I want to touch on. So it, you mentioned dates and driving to hit dates. And I remember recently you said something about shaping. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. Um, so shaping was a concept introduced to me by one of our engineers, Dave Kruzberg. And um, it's, uh, it's really a sort of a refined um, agile methodology you know, kind of like a scrum, I guess, because there is like an iteration. Um, but like a couple of key concepts, I think, shifted, which um, are really sort of mindset shifts. I don't think mechanically much really changes about the work and the process and what you're doing. Um, but the approach to design, especially, and then uh, implementation uh, are really just a small mindset shift. So you know, in traditional scrum or, or waterfall, you'd be um, story pointing. So you'd be digesting work into small pieces of, okay, you know, here, here's the functionality we want done. 
what do we have to do technically? Okay, there's this amount of uncertainty. We think it'll take this amount of time. Here's a story point value on it. And it's all pretty nebulous, you know, and I think pretty much across the board, people are pretty bad at it. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I mean, maybe it, it's our teams, but like, I, I think with a culture like this, where it's not like it, getting the work right is is more important than hitting the date. Like Scrum just didn't really work for us at all. Um, so shaping uh, sort of changes that concept on its head and says, instead of, hey, here's the feature we want or the functionality we want, how long is it gonna take to build it? It's, hey, here's the feature we want. Um, we're willing to spend however much time on this feature. I think in the book, it's like six weeks, but that could be any sort of iteration you wanted. So um, instead, you know, instead of estimating what, the, what the, the term they use is appetite. So you're saying how much, uh, how much of our development cycles and our work time do we want to spend on this feature or this piece of value or whatever you want to say. So it instantly creates for you um, a design constraint of a limited amount of time. So it's using sort of the iron triangle of resources, time, and scope, and saying, we're, we're, we're holding firm on the time, find the scope that can fit into that. Uh, the really interesting example they used in the book was a calendar, right? So like, say a customer says they want a calendar. If the Outlook and ca the calendar and Outlook is really nice, right? You can make an appointment, you can drag them around. Probably takes forever to build, you know. But if they really just wanted a visual representation of dates they were setting somewhere else, like it can be very bare bones and easy to do. So, like, how much time do you want to spend on a calendar? Because it can be that range of things. So the other thing was um, the, the the concept of uh, batting which is when you actually start doing the work and working towards that, that design, uh, you know, you're saying, hey, we're gonna spend this iteration doing this work. Um, and we, you know, we're betting that we can get it done in this amount of time. And then you need to have the willingness to scrap it if you're not gonna hit it, right? So, you know, you, right. you, you, you shape the six weeks of work, you're four and a half weeks in and you're like, you know, we discovered something this is gonna take another eight weeks. The whole team's gotta be prepared to bail out on that four and a half weeks, not consider that a failure, you know, not just sinking more into it because that's what they said they would get done, but being like, no, like this isn't what we planned. It didn't work out. We're bailing on it. Let's start right. over, you know, either on that feature or something else, something new that you wanted to work on. Makes sense. So I think those two concepts are pretty small, but actually like pretty powerful in the mindset of a team. Especially design, really right? Are. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. They seem like it. Like the the whole idea. So then, like, pointy-haired boss comes in and says, "You know, I want this stuff done. You know, by Q four. Okay. So now we have something that we can work with, and if we shape it to that time frame, then, you know, it's just it's it, it's almost like physics, right? You're going to get what you're going to get, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. It, it's like you said, the iron triangle, and and I love the idea of bringing bets into it. Um, I'm actually reading a book now called Thinking in Bets about decision-making. And um, it's so obvious in retrospect when you start reading, you know, I'm reading this book and it's so obvious that it's like, you, you know, you're right. Everything should be 
like we're betting on it because you're, you're going to change your mind. If you say, Hey, you know, I know this is true. And somebody comes up to you and says, want to bet? And then you're going to be like, <laughs> oh, maybe not, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe right. not. And, and if you start thinking that way, then, then you're, you're instantly uh, in the shades of gray, right? You're not right or wrong anymore. You're in the shades of gray, shaping it to what you can make. Right. Yeah. And that's, um, Pretty cool. I dig it. Yeah. And uh, the team is actually like, I think they're actually starting it like this next feature they're working on. They're working in that sort of methodology, you know, and that's after uh, talking about it for a while, it took some convincing uh, of the PO. Um, but, you know, they're, they're going to try it, you know, uh, and Good. they're risky in six weeks, right? Like, so if it doesn't work, yeah, they learn. Yeah. We're, we're out six weeks we learn and uh no big deal at least right. i don't think it's a big deal somebody else might but, uh, <laughs> we, we, we won't talk about that um yeah maybe we we need to come back and talk about it when we're done and see how that went because that's um promising yeah definitely yeah. and and good for dave to bring that up man i mean th this is the thing right like like you were talking about earlier uh, you give people this the freedom the space the the ability to have ideas and they can come up with ideas. Yeah. You know, Dave's no... actually a very interesting one in terms of, you know, our earlier discussion of top down versus bottom up. Like mm -hmm. he, he left here because he had lost faith in the top, you know, uh, yep. after being here for, I think seven years or so, uh, like he started as a sock Something analyst like that. and he was in CERT yep. and he was with us for three, four years. You know, in that time, you know, his wife works here too. You know, he's like, hey, I'm not seeing any of this change they're talking about at the top of the organization. You know, it's the same. Uh, he's like, I want to go work somewhere I believe in. So he went to work for a corporate structure, you know, kind of a startup environment. But he liked sort of the path and the vision of the executives, but um, didn't like the day to day. Like in working with his teams and stuff, it was all sort of, processed and rigid and um sort of competitive um so he's like he decided to come back go 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 we love dogs he, he decided to uh to come back because he's like you know i'd rather have the day-to-day -day where i'm empowered and you know uh you know working with my team uh day to day, week to week is, is really enjoyable and progressive. And I feel like I'm having an impact because I have agency and accountability. Um, and then I can kind of ignore <laughs> the rest. So awesome. he's I'm, kind I'm, of an example of, uh, you know, working, I guess. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm sort of laughing inside right now because you just shoot all your dogs out the door and, and they're all right back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not following through you're not following through it's nearly dinner time <laughs> got it all right <laughs> that makes a lot of sense cool well um this is good man i think we can call it good probably if if you're into that and um you're like the first person to do this so um thank you yeah sure who uh, uh who else you got lined up um Greg, I've got Greg on the hook. We'll see if that works out. Uh, a coach that I had for um, the, the last training I did, 
uh, she agreed to come in and do that. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and that's it so far. That's it. Cool. You, you have anybody else you're thinking of asking? A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people. You're just trying to get your feet under you with the, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you just get it started, see how it works out. Maybe yeah. I'll ask one of your dogs to join. They, they seem interested. <laughs> Dude, this guy got out this morning. I didn't tell you, did I? Bowie did? Yeah. Oh. So, what you, I was like, like out, out, like outside the fence? Yeah, like I was, uh, I was walking, <laughs> I was going outside to throw something away. So, I opened like the roll up garage door and he oh. like snuck out behind me into the garage, <laughs> which they often do. And usually sure. they're like, oh, the door's open? Oh, that's weird, you know? But they're like, there's right. sort of a mental barrier there. He just like trucked out into the driveway and I was like, Bowie stop and he like stopped and looked and he's like wait there was no barrier there <laughs> i'm done i'm out of here <laughs> yeah so there was a guy like driving out of the cul-de-sac uh he stopped luckily um uh, bowie kind of like ran up to him um and i was like trying to get him and he was like scurrying all over the neighborhood happy as hell the guy started driving away again bowie started chasing his car like up the hill out of the neighborhood nice and uh he stopped again and like opened his door and bowie like went right up to him so he was just able to grab him but he was not listening to me at all he was so proud of himself i bet i bet <laughs> he's a cute dog though Forget yeah him. he's just an asshole <laughs> that's okay yeah, that's all right. Awesome, man. Well, go Will feed do. them. Go feed them. Have fun. And uh, thanks. I appreciate your time. Yeah, anytime. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I it's, if you need anything else, this is just like what we do every day, anyway. Really, right? Like, yeah, a couple times a week, we just kind of talk about this stuff, anyway. So, yeah, exactly. It's all good. Cool. All right, man. Best right, of Good luck all tomorrow. Right.